listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's program. I'm Rick Benson. Sitting next to me across the studio is Zach Barletta, and you have found the Beyond the Game radio program. BTGprogram.com or at BTGprogram is where to find out more about us and about the program itself. Zach, coming up on the show, I know you are a big fantasy sports guy. You play the number oh, yeah. of leagues. I'm convinced this is a generational thing. I don't play fantasy sports. The whole thing doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't seem fun at all, although I know several people my age do. But your age really digs it. But coming up later in the show, we're going to talk with Bryce Johnson. Bryce has been on our program a number of times. He's the host of Unpacking It, another faith-based radio program. Mm -hmm. But Unpacking It Ministries has other things that they do. And one of the things that he introduced last year, that was very clever, he came up with a a fantasy football league designed for uh, small groups at churches, groups of five, six men, whatever it is, 10 men, 12 men, who, who cares? The idea is they get together, they hold each other accountable, they play their fantasy football, which they're going to do anyway, but they do it from a biblical perspective. And I think it's a great idea. We're going to talk to him about that later in the show. But before we do that, why don't we get to you and go through our shenanigan statements? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say I think what Bryce is doing is fantastic because fantasy sports combines three of my favorite things. Studying sports, winning money, and establishing that I'm better than everyone else in the league with me. And now on top <laughs> of that, you can add fellowshipping with other believers and learning from Scripture. So, so while you're fellowshipping, if I got you right, you like to— Establish dominance. Establish dominance, therefore appeasing your pride. You like to win money, therefore gambling. Uh, all kinds of things that not normally associated with small groups at church, but you do you, buddy. <laughs> all right, on to shenanigans. Number one, everyone knows home runs are flying out of Major League Baseball parks. If you aren't, just watch highlights of any Baltimore Orioles game. That's you'll, a fact. You'll see the other team hit a lot of them. <laughs> Truth or shenanigans, the high number of home runs is a problem for baseball. It's a problem for me. It's a I problem for the Orioles. Yeah, I don't. well, you're right about that. <laughs> I don't like it. it. To me, it's no fun. Take the Yankees, for example. You got a Gio Urshela has 18, 19, oh, 20 home runs, whatever. Who? Gio Urshela? Mm-hmm. Look, I'll take it. It's great. It makes for a great story. I just don't think all these home runs are good for the game. I think at the core of this discussion is the split between the older baseball fans and the younger baseball fans. Not to have like a get off my lawn type of moment or whatever. Get off my but lawn. I think the traditional baseball fan grew up in the era before steroids, where there were pitcher's duels. Offense was down, pitching beat hitting. And then you had the steroid era, and then there was sort of the rebound from that. But I think the traditional fan looks at all this offense and says, they're ruining the game. It's different than what I grew up with. Where the younger fan sees all the home runs and thinks, this is exciting. This is fun. Look at these guys hitting balls 500 feet. This is awesome. And I think that's where you have the disconnect. And I think it's actually good for the game, so I'll disagree because baseball has had a problem with attracting younger viewership. So I think the offense, um, while it turns off some of the older viewers, I think it's good in terms of attracting the new generation of fans. But here's why I don't like it. The home runs should be special. 
When everybody's hitting the home run, it waters it down. Your shortstop can do it. Everybody can do it. Just sort of waters it down. I can see where you're coming from with that. Number two, if healthy, rookie Arizona Cardinals quarterback, number one overall draft pick Kyler Murray, will be the runaway NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year this upcoming season. (laughs) I have no idea. I think so, because I can't think of anybody. Who's the guy that's the, uh, what's his name, Damon Montgomery? David Montgomery for the Bears. I, I could see him, possibly. I think so, too, because really, this was not a great draft class at the top for offense. There were a few quarterbacks. Um, not nearly the class that last year was. There were some running backs. Uh, there were some wide receivers, but a lot more defensive and offensive line players. So, yeah, I have a hard time seeing somebody other than him winning it because I also think he's going to be dynamic. He's going to be fun. He's going to be running around making flashy plays. Um, And he'll get plenty of attention. Yeah, and the Cardinals want to run an offense that is, in terms of speed of play, is going to be similar to Chip Kelly, where they're just running plays quickly, quickly, leaving time on the clock, running a lot of offensive plays. Going to have lots more opportunities, therefore, to pad the numbers. So, yeah, I don't see anybody besides Kyler that I could call a favorite to win the Rookie of the Year. Number three, for the last time, September roster expansion in Major League Baseball is right around the corner, allowing teams to carry up to 40 players on the active Major League roster. Obviously, starting next season from September 1st through the end of the season, all clubs will only carry 28 players, expanded from what will be a 26-man roster before September. Truth or shenanigans, the fact that this is the last year with a 40-man will result in more teams utilizing this season to get one last opportunity to give guys a late-season look. You know what I do like about that 40-man? You get to call up some people that maybe wouldn't necessarily have a shot. Maybe that veteran minor leaguer, give them an opportunity, get a couple of games in, late September, your team's out of it. I don't know, Zach. You know, I yeah, I think they just might. They You might find more teams bringing up more guys because this is going to, we're not going to be able to do this next year. Right. If you're going to get a shot to come up and enjoy a few games, this is it. I'm going to say shenanigans. I understand the logic behind it. I just think it was absolutely no logic behind everything <laughs> I just said. Just spitballing over there. I think what we're going to see teams do in the future is what I remember the Yankees doing several years ago, where they had some kids that they wanted to get acclimated to what the last month of the season, the pennant race is like, what major league life is like. And they didn't call them up and put them on the 40 man. They brought them up. They let them mingle through the clubhouse in street clothes. They didn't have them on the roster, but then they bought them tickets behind the plate so they could sit and watch and experience what it was like up close. I think maybe you'll see teams start to do that more. This year, I think the teams that are out of it, you know, the bad teams like the Orioles probably uh, are going to call up a bunch of kids just to see what they have. And, you know, the teams that are in the pennant race will call up some guys to eat up innings to spare their bullpens. But I don't know that we'll necessarily see more than normal. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and say shenanigans. I'm glad to see the 40-man expansion go away. Oh, yeah. For no other reason. And we live in a minor league city. When those September call-ups come and you disadvantage your minor league team, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a real slap in the face to the fans who have supported yeah. that team. And then you see your best guys called up to the club. And, of course, those best guys want to go, but yeah, it just hurts. It's also frustrating if you're uh, a fan of a contender, a playoff team, that's fighting for playoff seating or to make that last wild card or whatever. And here you are. you got to win this game. And here's this other team that's out of it by 20 games. It's a losing record. 
they're able to bring four lefties out of their bullpen to get your best guys out because they've got a 20-man bullpen now. You know, so on the major league side, that 40 man thing was also very frustrating. Yeah. And, you know, I could see it the other way, too, where if I need your team to beat somebody that I'm in a race with and you're playing 40 guys that nobody's ever heard of playing all those call up guys, Mm -hmm. you're not rolling your best team out there and and you're hurting my chances. And and of course, you'd answer and say, well, you got to take care of yourself, you know. Right. But still, even so, as a from a fan's perspective, we don't like that. Coming up after the break, Bryce Johnson joins us here on the Beyond the Game program. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College. We're proud to be a serious athletic school with great opportunities for serious athletes. In fact, we have the only Division II athletic program in the area. Our many varsity programs range from basketball, tennis, and cross country to track and field, golf, volleyball, and soccer. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. The Power Up Sports Ministry Conference is October 8th in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the offices of Our Daily Bread Ministries. You'll hear from Clark Kellogg of CBS Sports, Carolina Hurricanes Chaplain Sid Graham and his wife Kristen, and from Mike Moore, Chaplain with the Houston Dynamo. It's the Power Up Sports Ministry Conference October 8th. Register at powerupsportsministry2019.eventbrite.com. Welcome back into the show. Coming to you from Rochester, New York, this is the Beyond the Game radio program. Bryce Johnson is host of the nationally syndicated program called Unpacking It. Unpacking It, like this program, is a faith-based sports show, but the Unpacking It ministry, well, it extends beyond just the radio program and the podcast. He's always a terrific guest, and he joins us once again via the BTG phone line. Bryce, thanks so much for taking time out to talk with us. Oh, great to be back on the show. Love what you guys are doing and, and always enjoy being with you. Now, I need to say this, that the time you're giving us today is really it's extra special because you and your wife just welcomed in your first child a few days ago. Uh, I'm sure you can't put it into words, but try to tell us what you're feeling and how everyone is doing. Man, it it is incredible. We're we're doing awesome. Went to the the doctors today and everything's checking out great. So so extremely thankful and, and grateful and you know, the, the perspective for my wife and I is, you know, it's a, it's a unique one to us. It's, a, it's kind of our story, but uh, we, we had a miscarriage two years ago. Uh, we struggled to get pregnant again. And, and so to then have the, the, this gift and this blessing and, and this favor to, to experience all of that, you know, after coming out of a, a challenging season of life, uh, it's, it, we're just so grateful. We're filled with joy and thankfulness and uh, it's just an amazing uh, feeling. And, and, you know, you, you hear people over the years before I had a child, you know, you, you listen to people talk how cool it is and how great it is. And you wonder, oh, do they just say that because they feel like they have to say that? But now now I know, nope, that's how that's that those are the real feelings. And, and it is as amazing as as people have said. So so I'm, I'm loving it. So I appreciate you asking. Praise the Lord. Now, unpacking it, it flagships on ESPN Radio there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Of course, it's available at any time via a podcast. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of that show. How and when did the whole thing come about? Yeah, so so unpacking it has been a a weekly faith and sports radio show since 2012. 
And so uh, we just came up on, on seven years and it, it basically, you know, started out of my background in radio and I was doing sports radio in Charlotte. It was an afternoon host. And at, at one point in, in that time there, I, I thought to myself and God started stirring in my heart to say, wait, what, what am I doing? Like, what is the purpose behind what I'm doing right now? And, and God just kind of stirred in my heart to, to give me this vision and this idea to have a faith in sports radio show, to, to be able to be more open about who I am and what God has done in my life and to be able to share that within the conversations of, of sports. And, and, and so how we got going was, all right, I want to be genuine and, and transparent and have purpose and meaning in sports talk. And so it started off on, on one station seven years ago. And since then, it, you know, God has opened up new doors and we've grown and, uh, back in January, we, we joined up with Sirius XM, and so now we can be heard there. And Sports Byline USA syndicates the show, and we've, uh, in, in Charlotte, the, the local ESPN affiliate carries us on Sunday mornings. And so we're, uh, we're just extremely grateful, and, and we just want to, you know, have guests on that are willing to, to talk sports, faith, and life, and similar to, to what you do. And, uh, I enjoy, you know, getting to know athletes and coaches and broadcasters for who they really are and what they're most passionate about and to hear them talk about their families, to hear them talk about what God is doing in their life and and how they handle adversity compared to people that don't have faith. You know, how do you really deal with the difficulties of life? Uh, And so when they come on and share that and and their dependence on Jesus and their trust and their faith during those seasons where they're on injured reserve, they get fired, they get cut, those kinds of things. Well, you have a great program, and, and you do a great job. And, of course, our listeners can follow you on Twitter, at Bryce Radio. You can look up unpackingit.com to find out more. And beyond the radio program, you host men's breakfasts and other live gatherings as well yeah, as offering a daily sports-themed devotional. Folks can get it emailed directly to them every day. Let me ask you this. Has it been difficult to stay on task writing a daily devotional every day for people? You know, it's a true joy and honor to be able to really share what God is teaching me each day that I can then share with readers. And so what's so fun is when I really am, you know, in tune with God and listening to him and following him and and, and seeking his direction to say, all right, Lord, what do you want me to write about today? He reveals to me the sports topic and, and the Bible verses and the connection to our own lives. And so he does all the work. I just try to remain obedient and, and, and write what you know, he's revealed to me. Um, and so you know, a lot of, a lot of things are factored into that. So I'm keeping up with sports and I'm, you know, watching stuff, listening to stuff, reading stuff and thinking, okay, what's going on in the sports world? What's happening? And then I'm spending time with the Lord and going to church and having conversations with people and, and studying and reading and listening and, and so those two kind of come together each day, and I take a, a current sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives. We try to you know, make it two to three minutes for somebody to read and want it to always be biblical, and so they're always Bible verses and, and want it to you know, just be rooted in truth, rooted in the gospel, and, and to be something that can encourage people, inspire them, and challenge them every day. And, and, and also be able to talk about some of the big stories in sports. But the key is surrendering and asking the Lord, all right, what do you have for me today? And so there are days where I'm struggling, and, you know, I don't feel like reading the Bible, or you know, just a lot of pressure, or feel overwhelmed with life, and, and i got to make sure, all right, I gotta, I got to move past that, trust the Lord, 
and, and say, all right, Lord, work in me, work through me, and uh, help me write this devotional today. We're talking with Bryce Johnson, host of Unpacking It radio program. Bryce, the NFL season is coming up soon, and of course with it comes renewed interest in fantasy football leagues. Last season, I think it was, Unpacking It Ministries introduced fantasy football materials designed to help people uh, as part of churches, host leagues, small groups as part of their church. Can you tell us more about that program and, and how our listeners can start a fantasy football league in their church? Absolutely. So it's called Fantasy Football Fellowship, and we we wrote a book that, that basically takes fantasy football concepts, relates them to the Bible, relates them to our own lives, and so as people are playing fantasy football throughout the entire season, each week we provide content that goes right along with kind of the, the, the rhythm of the fantasy season. A lot of different topics that we experience as fantasy owners, we then put it in the context of Scripture and, and our own lives. And what's so cool about it is you, you can go through the book with your league or your small group, however it's kind of structured, and, and so you can get together, talk about what's going on in fantasy football, but then also go a little bit deeper. From, from unpacking its perspective, we just say, hey, here's a book, here's some ideas to, to make more, you know, kind of add meaning and purpose to the season. And, and then you keep playing fantasy football as you normal, you know, whether you use ESPN or Yahoo or whatever it may be. Uh, we just want to, to add the kind of spiritual application to it, help you intentionally develop deeper relationships with the guys in your league because naturally you're connecting, you're talking fantasy, you're talking maybe a little trash to each other and all that kind of thing. But, but we want to say, Hey, take it a step further. Actually, when you're uh, you know playing against somebody, ask them how they're doing, what's going on in their family. How can you pray for them? You know, how are they doing spiritually? All those kinds of things can take place during the season if you're intentional. And then we've got kind of the resources to come alongside a league to help you do that, do that well. And so uh, it's fantasyfootballfellowship.com fantasyfootballfellowship.com and uh, would love for, for people to check it out today. Now I love how Unpacking It Ministries uses sports in, an, in a number of ways to impact lives, bring people closer to Jesus. What's your faith story, Bryce? How did you first come to know Jesus as your Savior? Yeah, so thankfully at a, at a young age, God really you know just revealed himself to me and, and I grew up with parents who you know just presented Jesus to me and, and provided the atmosphere for me to you know, make that decision on my own. And so from a young age, I enjoyed being at church and, and having those friendships and, and, and just was really drawn to, to Jesus. And then ultimately he drew me to himself, but, uh, I've grown up my, my, you know, my life has been one that has, you know, followed him and, and wanting to, to, to follow his ways and understand who he is. And so some of the key things though, throughout my life that have been so you know impactful and important in my faith journey is, you know, initially recognizing, okay, I need a savior. And so Jesus was my savior. But then, you know, learning and understanding that this isn't about religion. It's not about, you know, what I do. It's not just about, you know, me trying to be the, the, the best Christian, but it's about following Jesus and surrendering, recognizing my, my brokenness and, and my daily surrender to, to Jesus. And so uh, that's been an ongoing process to get out of the way, to, to not make it about me, to to truly, you know, love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. So it is a a daily you know, sanctification, a, a growing, a maturing that that continues to take place, and He continues to you know reveal the the, the sin in my life that, that I need to surrender, and that He needs to refine me. And so going through difficulties in life has been huge 
blessings as I look back because it has strengthened my faith. It has made me, you know, aware even more of my, my need for him. As soon as I try, you know, do things on my own, or, oh, I'm good. You know, life is just, you know, all about me or whatever. And, and then I'm humbled and I'm brought back to the, the foot of the cross and, and recognizing my, my need for grace and, and just the, the wonderful gift uh, that, that Jesus offers us of eternal life and, and forgiveness and, and mercy. And, and, you know, I've dedicated you know, the last part of my, my life and career to, you know, helping others understand that, encourage others understand to understand that. And so my, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to seek God for his direction, but, but my life's purpose and work at this point is to, you know, inspire and challenge and encourage sports fans to follow Jesus uh, because I know what he's done in my life. I know the difference between you know, living for him, living with him, and the fruit that comes from that doesn't mean there's no suffering. Because I've dealt with plenty of suffering, plenty of challenges, plenty of disappointments, but, but I'm always drawn back to that love of Jesus. And uh, even just having this, this baby girl born, you just you see the power and the miraculous love and, and source of life that, that, that God is. And so uh, that's who I want to dedicate my life to and continue to pursue after him. Amen. That is a good word. Any prayer requests before we let you go? Yeah, you know, the big thing for me is just transitioning, you know, welcoming the daughter into the home, and I still have this passion for unpacking it and, and want to reach sports fans, and I, I just want to have the proper, you know, balance and, and, and boundaries and, and, you know, just make good decisions as far as my time and, and all that kind of thing. So I want to, yeah, be, be the, the best father I can be and, and continue to be the husband that, that I'm called to be as well. So uh, that's the that's the prayer right now. Thanks, Bryce, for joining us. Thank you for all you do in the ministry. It's always good to talk to you. Why don't you just uh, give us your website one more time and, and tell listeners how they can be a part of all that Unpacking It Ministries has to offer. Absolutely. Unpacking It. It's a ministry for sports fans following Jesus. The website, unpackingit.com. You can sign up for our devotional and our podcast. And then for fantasy football fans, check out fantasyfootballfellowship.com. You can order the playbook and uh, get your church plugged in as well, whether you're a league or a church. We've got different curriculum for you. And so uh, check that out, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. That's Bryce Johnson joining us here on the Beyond the Game radio program, host of Unpacking It. You can check out the website, unpackingit.com. You can also follow Bryce on Twitter, at Bryce Radio. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll be back right after this. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view, highlighting the stories and the people of faith. It's not a faith program that includes sports. It's a sports talk show rooted in faith-based principles. Welcome back to the show, recording in the BTG studios in Rochester, New York. Here's your host, Rick Benson. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. Normally, as you know, we end our show with You Like That, but we're going to do something a little different this week because we haven't done it in a while. And Zach reminded me that we have this great sound clip that we like to use. So let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a segment we haven't done in a while, and here's how we'll do it. 
we'll talk about preseason football. Zach, tell me something. We'll each pick something that's good. We'll each pick something that's bad. And for the ugly, we'll pick something that's just stupid about preseason football. Right, one of the good things for me is the obvious. You get a chance to see some players and get some great competition for positions. There are some terrific position battles that take place in the preseason. I haven't gotten very deep here. I understand that, but that's that's a good thing about football. You got to have it, and I like it. My good thing about the preseason is very, very similar. It's that we get to watch football again. Yeah. Here it is, August. We haven't had football since February. Uh, the fact that we get to watch football again. I was at the Bills' first preseason game uh, a couple weeks ago, and just to be at the at the park with other fans and you know smell all the food and yell our hearts out and stuff. It's just. Oh, it's good to have football again. All right, give me something. We'll go start with you. What's bad about preseason football? What's bad about preseason football? I'm going to go with there's always a really crazy storyline that we're following. Remember last year it was Le'Veon Bell. Will he show up this week? Will he not? This year for me, it's the Antonio Brown storyline of the uh, the whole offseason with yeah. the will he go or will he stay. And then it was now he's a Raider. He's got a new contract. And now it's he's got frostbite on his feet somehow, you know, with the not wearing shoes in the cryotherapy, which we've talked about ad nauseum on the show. And then it was, OK, now I'm going to retire if I don't get to wear the 10 year old helmet that I want to wear. And then the league said, no, you can't wear it. And the same day he said, all right, I'll see you at camp tomorrow. And the, his bluff was called and he, you know, bailed and he's in camp. But I'm going to say the, the bad thing about preseason is that one ridiculous storyline every year. And this year it's Antonio Brown. For me, the bad is just it's too many games. Yeah. And I think maybe, again, I'm, I'm reaching for the obvious. But by week four, you know who your team is going to be. Mm-hmm. And fans are just, we want the real thing at this yeah. point. And I could say the same thing about spring training baseball. It's just It's too long. I think you could shorten the preseason. So, for me, the bad thing about preseason football is the amount of games they play. All right, something ugly about preseason football. So, for us in ex- to use as ugly, we'll say something stupid about it. To me, the stupid thing about preseason football is paying regular season prices to see your team. I agree. Luckily, there's places like SeatGeek or StubHub where you can go on and get that much cheaper. But, yeah, if you're a season ticket holder, well, you paid full price for those. You can't feel good about that. The ugly thing about the preseason is the overreactions, which we talked about recently in a shenanigans question. But, you know, uh, Christian Wade, the rugby player that the Bills have, he got one carry in the first preseason game. It was a 65-yard touchdown. It was fantastic. He's really fast. He looks like he could be a good player. But he's never played football before. He has exactly one NFL carry now. I have seen fans online saying, cut shady, demote Singletary, Christian Wade should be the starting running back for the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. He should not. That's ridiculous. The fan overreactions are the worst. That's our show for this week. Remember, this radio program is... Well, it's on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners. It's because of your prayers and your financial gifts that make the Beyond the Game radio program possible. Please pray about becoming a supporter of this radio ministry. And if you do feel led to give a financial gift of any amount at all, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. For my friend Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold. It'd be great this week, everybody. Don't overreact to the preseason. <laughs>